When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show coming at you from the Pico Youth and Family Center in Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant, yeah, bumping that West Coast shit once again, yeah, come on, the chronic, specially selected for today's show, the chronic, motherfucker, yeah, and on sound, old blue eyes. Yeah, buddy. Uh oh. It's Sean Lewis. Certified audio oh, professional. Engineer. Yeah. Come on. For the hard luck show. Come on. Yeah. That's it. Talking heads. Yeah. Showrunner extraordinaire, Mr. Brian Schwartz. What's up, Brian? Oh, man. Every time. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that my mom does think your mind is gone, you crazy. Everybody's here. Safe, sound, bitch. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Guys, I've been sharing some videos and some shit with you guys for a while, trying to get a friend of mine on this show. Extremely creative guy, man really branching off and man this guy's just uh putting together a lot of you know he's building media around such important important great stuff uh california culture and history so rich in 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 spaces especially in cannabis and what's going on and i have a friend that's uh just doing great great work in that field and uh i wanted to bring him on the show so we can talk about all this and digging deep you guys from uh uh, LMC Media. Let's bring in my friend Luke to the show. What's up, guys? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Thanks for having me. Come on, come on, Luke. Come yeah. on, Luke. Let's go, Luke. Sean Luke, leave them kids alone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sean, leave them kids alone. If you look at his background, he's got a wall up. It's just another brick in the wall. Yep. Oh, yeah, we got another brick in the wall. Come on! <laughs> all right, where's he at? Let's see him. All right, we're bringing him. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Jesus Sorry Christ, you son it of a... It gets a little out of control sometimes. Son of a bitch. Um, Luke, welcome to the show. And uh, welcome to the show, brother. Nice to have you here, man, this, uh, this morning. I wanted to... Uh, wait, wait. Oh. Uh-oh. Did he say something? No. Uh, you unplugged your thing or something? I don't know. Oh, Try to push the... No, no dude. I didn't do jack shit, motherfucker. Oh, your horses. Oh. Microphone oh, audio codec, audio codec, homie. Okay. So I, I don't know. Luke, we can't hear you. Can you hear us? Give me the thumbs up if you can hear us. 
He can. Yeah, he can hear us. So why can't we hear him, Sean? I don't know, but I heard your music coming out of your speakers. Mm. Ah, you did, you son of a bitch. How about that? How about that? How about that? Luke? Luke, are you there? Luke. Join the dark force, Luke. (laughs) How many times has he heard that? Mm. A million, right? Um, oh, we can't hear you yet. We're trying. Keep he, talking. Okay, so use your speakers. Oh, no. oh, we're almost there, Luke. It says audio codec, homie. Audio codec, so homie. Try changing it and then changing it back. Oh, okay. Like that, huh, motherfucker? Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. All right, Luke. Testing one, two, three. Luke. Still. Oh, here we, we go. go. Volume. We go. The volume was down. Oh, the volume was down. There we go. Volume was down. Thanks for having me on, though, guys. I, I appreciate it. Hey, Chuan smoked so. a big old fat joint before yeah. he got on. Uh, Not <laughs> a big old fat. So, wait a second. All right. So, uh, why don't you tell us? Yes, I was going to introduce. Yeah, yeah, yes, I, it is. Luke. I, but so we got Sean over here, our uh, our engineer, audio, right? right. Uh, uh, yeah, what's up, Sean? Our, got our showrunner Schwartz. What's up, brother? We got Schwartz. Sean, what's up, brother? Schwartz. We got Chumon right there in front uh, of you. Well, feast on that. Hey, what's feast up, on man? That. That's the that. hard luck team, that. partner. So yes, bro. Oh, yeah. Shared with everybody. I've kind of scaled up, but. Yeah, man, I want to introduce you, and everybody, everybody here is really just impressed with uh, with what you're doing, and and what's up, bro? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what, man. What is he doing? Yes, Mr. Go and right Mrs. Here. Okay, Luke, what the fuck are you doing? Tell us what you're doing. I, uh, I'm, I'm creating content. You know, I'm trying to preserve the culture. I'm also trying to bring in, you know, kind of a, a certain kind of mindset. You know, a way to like, you know. Th- think about business entrepreneurship you know i started doing cannabis or did doing youtube like about a little under two years ago and i originally started it to help cannabis entrepreneurs you know uh be able to survive in this you know uh this 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 new this new industry and then it's just kind of evolved from there you know so um wait a second wait a second so preserve the culture what culture are you preserving i'd say cannabis culture um, and, and how you know, would you define cannabis culture? What are the hallmarks? What do you see as cannabis? You know, culture? think about like our kids, kids, kids. They're not going to understand the time period that we're in right now. They're not going to understand because we're in a unique time period where we are, you know, obviously, you know, we were in a time where it was illegal. And now we're entering the time where it's now becoming legal. This we- is a really unique time period. You know, this is only going to, you know, as long as America's around this is only going to happen one time this time period. And so, you know, the way that we look at alcohol right now, you know, our kids, kids, kids are going to, you know, look at it that way. And they're not going to understand that there's a lot of people, people died over this shit, sacrifices, you know, all this thing and the stories too, right? Like imagine if, you know, I mean, we hear about Al Capone, uh, you know, we hear about, you know, some of the famous bootleggers, but I'm sure there were so many more like crazy stories that were, were yeah. never recorded. Yeah. Right. True that. So, you know, okay, yeah, so that's hold on a second. Question. Let's just get right down to it then. For us, for the listeners, for Captain America, for Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, what is one of the great unsung heroes of marijuana, Luke? Um, unsung heroes. Who should people know about? Well, obviously, I mean, it starts with Burner. Burner's really the, you know, the, in, in this, I think in the modern, modern legal industry right now and burner is really kind of in a lot of ways kind of everything's kind of he's kind of the center of like if you look at a lot of the episodes i do so the series i do is high design uh, the high design documentary series right when i'm episode like five or six right now and it just highlights different companies their stories you know i don't i mean to be honest i don't fuck with any you know uh you know corporate mso companies like i i look at legacy Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of a rule of mine. I have a whole kind of criteria, mm, but um, like that. that's dope. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. Why do you guys like that? What does that mean? What's because he saying? Because that support it's, it supports the roots of where all this is coming from. Yeah, hundred percent. I wait, wait, I also, wait. Yeah, hold on. So, so you like a cure? Like, there's companies like I don't want to like call it companies or anything like that. I guess, but there there are companies that were around when it, when it was in either medical or mm. even when it was illegal, right? Like, 
So that's what we call legacy, right? Got um, it. In a sense, typically medical to like Prop 64 for you guys. Right. You know, I, um, what the fuck is it? Because I'm from Seattle. I'm up here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, too, because you guys, you know, I've really had to, you know, I'm from Seattle, but like, you know, I, I, a lot of the stuff I've been doing, you know, uh, on this series has been focusing on California companies and Cal, because I think that's where we need to start, right? Because that's where the, the culture really is. is okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody just slow the fuck down. So I'm trying to really understand this and also kind of like Luke's approach. All right. We're in this middle ground of legality and we're kind of getting towards the tail end of it. It's still illegal federally. Is that right, Luke? Yep. yep. Okay. And then states, most probably the majority now, have legalized the marijuana for beyond just medical use. Before, medical use was kind of like a fig leaf to say, hey, there's a medical aspect to marijuana. And then a lot of people went out and got a lot of fake like or real fucking prescriptions to get weed, right? Yeah, 100 percent. Okay, And then before that, it was for real illegal up to a point in the sense that, you know, you had actual pot dealers like Schwartz. You said that you fucking were like one of the major illegal pot dealers, right? Correct. All right. Schwartz, explain how that all works. Schwartz trapping. I mean, bro, a guy used to show up at my door on Mondays with like. A hundred elbows from Canada, and that was back in like Damn. the early nineties. You go, you take the BC. Were you from BC? Coming down from BC or no? Yeah, or? I come from BC. Yeah, BC, BC stand- bad, dude. Yeah, British and, Columbia, bro. Like, no, no, no. It's, it doesn't stand for British Columbia. It stands for big cannabis. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it was, and you know there were, you know. You could tell Luke's a real marijuana dude because he because he was like in the beginning he started he was professorial and he was like well you know we're in this uh, trying to do a legacy and the kids 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 and then as soon as he heard Canada weed he's like PC bud dude (laughs) we trapping G hey Hey, man I know because my 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 homies that like my my homies that like that that are like OG trappers like it seems like you know like 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 shorts like shorts um you know they there's like it all usually comes from there's the two distribution points really it's from bc and then it, a lot of it comes from all from like the the west side of canada and then you know people smuggle it to the east side of canada and then bring it down to new york and stuff but how do the bc but sm- i mean it's like world famous yeah, yeah. how do they smuggle we because honestly i i've been reading a lot about it for instance i started reading about the history of drugs in mexico and it starts off it starts off with what? Yeah, I'm having him take notes because me and you discussed that right, show. Right. Okay. okay, and so Grifo, Grifo was a Mexican word for a pothead, and we're talking about uh, around like the late 1800s in Mexico City, and there was a guy who had all these marijuana joints, and he was like the first drug uh, um, narco, but it was marijuana cigarettes that he had, had an entire warehouse in Mexico City stuffed with marijuana cigarettes. Imagine that. Wow. One of the things That's I was great. thinking about, though, was... How do you smuggle weed? Because it's big. Like, I kind of get heroin. You, you, there's a big punch in a small amount. But weed, yep. like, you're traveling with giant salad bags? Like, how do you? No, it's vacuum They're vacuum sealed, man. Right. But so how? what's the typical way you would smuggle weed around that you've seen or read about, Luke? Um, I mean, I personally, I got, I got a few vacuum seals over here, actually. I'm pulling up in the camera. But, uh. You know, there's different there's different like generations of smuggling really. Yeah. Um, in terms of styles, like, I mean, I think the, I mean, at this point, I mean, eh. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say I know people. Right. Right. right, right. To send packs, right. Right. right? I think actually, I think yeah. Anyway, yeah, but that's like a more modern, you know, because I I'm there's the typical like smuggling to OG smuggling of like you know they just you know hit it in you know like let's say they put it under you know a they put it in, they hit it somewhere in a truck right like right. They, they physically they physically dr- like drove it somewhere or they physically themselves smuggled it right now there's the new era though of not new era it's been around forever really i mean it's been around for the last 20 years of now we're getting less we're getting more so into like the 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 utilization of us you know like the, the biggest drug shipping you know distri- yeah exactly the biggest drug dealer the biggest you know drug distribution company in the world 
technically is USPS, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, True so. Enough. If you didn't know, uh, now you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me 100%. ask you a different question. This is way off the fucking out of the blue, but it just dawned on me when you talked about shipping. Does good weed come out of China? Is there any good Chinese weed? Like bok choy or. Like- <laughs> that's funny. That's so, that's actually funny. So, so no, there's a bunch of hemp that comes out of there right yeah. now. Um, I'm sure there might. I don't know if there's any land races. I don't know about the genetic. Like, there might be some. I, I, that's not my expertise, really, when it comes to that. But I do know, though, that the Chinese. So the Chinese have been coming here since the 80s, and they have been setting up grow operations, illegal illegal grow operations, all across the country. Um, you know, bad, like, cause I, I worked in medical marijuana in Seattle when I was a, when I was a senior in high school or I've been working, I've been in, you know, selling, selling dope since I was like 14 or whatever, but in the medical, you know, when, when I got my green card, uh, when I was 18, <laughs> green card. I worked hella with the, the Vietnamese, the Vietnamese kind of run the shit up here, but it's still backed wow. by like triad. It's really loose kind of, right. Like yeah. there's Chinese behind those Vietnamese. Yes, yes, because and exactly it. so, and yep. the Chi- and it's like it's, it's more common. It's like there's Chinese, and then shout out to shout out to the Hmong, by the way. Uh, the Hmong are the Hmong are out here for sure. The yeah. Hmong, so the Hmong are the hill people from Vietnam that yeah. were not involved in the Vietnam War that we airlifted out and brought to the United States because they got caught up. Is in that the where the, is that where the I have never knew where the Hmong were. Yeah, from. you know what? I, I watched, that is crazy. I, watched, I did not know that. I watched yeah. this documentary. Uh, about the Hmong people. They took them straight out of the hill. Like they were real, like living in the forest and and just real natural people and had their own thing. It wasn't typical Vietnamese stuff, right? They bring them to these urban centers and there was a documentary done a long time ago because the dislocation killed off a bunch of them. They would they were like in the middle of the Vietnamese forest. Thriving. Thriving. Not tripping. Right. Then they bring them to Cleveland. Down. They all get fucking cancer and a heart attack right. in ten years. No, they would. Yeah. They would die from mysterious causes mysterious. in in these apartments. They were. They put them in apartments, and then they would live like they were living in the bush in the apartments. The whole family would be all in one room and just oh, wow. chilling, even though they have more bedrooms. And they got depressed, and a lot of them died off. And the documentary had. And it was like one of those old documentaries, like seventies, where like n- yeah. nobody ha- was film literate, so they were being real honest. Right. Okay. They had this. Fu- Listen, they had this fucking um, uh, uh, pastor proselytizing Christian Christianity <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to these monk people in an apartment <laughs> oh, complex. Right. So check this what? out. You got eighteen <laughs> like monk people sitting in a fucking circle wearing shorts right. inside. Eating their thing and da da da. There's a pig inside the apartment. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not yeah, lying. No wonder no. they fucking died. No, listen. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> don't get. Don't go there. They were happy with the pigs. They ate pig. That's how mm. they lived. That's their. Yo, the mung are out here now too, bro. Too like nowadays they're out here, bro. They're That's they're crazy. they're. Is they're, that the Grand yeah. Torino family? Is that no, 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 no. Listen, listen. So then, the pastor comes right, and he's trying to carry the message of Christianity, and he's even got a Hmong translator with him, right? So he goes there, he's got the Bible, he's in a suit, these Hmong people are sitting around looking at this weird white dude, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, blah, 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 and he's laying this whole trip on him about, you know, Jesus Christ, Jesus loves you, he wants to be your friend, and no, 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 no. And they're all just politely listening, yes, right? Yes, of course. And then uh, they all talk amongst themselves in their language, and then they turn to the translator and they ask a question. A translator turns to the pastor and goes, um, they like what you've said about this gentleman named Jesus, um, but they want to know why should they care about that guy? And the pastor, like, can't believe what he just heard. He goes, well, because, you know, he's going to cure you of all, wash away all your sins. So they translate that. Right. So then the committee sits around and they're like, they ask another question. Translator, they want to know what is a sin? Listen to that, right? right? What is a sin? So the pastor kind of laughs and goes, well, I mean, that's all the stuff you do wrong that's shameful against God. And they translate that. So then they get together and they have this heated discussion. And then they all, you know, nod and shake their heads and they tell the translator. And they go, well, we've all talked about it. None of us sin. 
So thank you, but we don't need your Jesus. <laughs> and sent the guy back. <laughs> that's that's a great perfect. story. <laughs> it's that's true. Really that's right. All right. So going back to weed. Sorry about that. Going back to weed. No, I, I love that, dude. I actually did not. See, I don't know anything about the Hmong, honestly. I didn't know any history. Like, I didn't know where they're from, honestly. I didn't know any of that. No, that was. That actually, I did not know they're from. I knew. Yeah, I didn't know they were from Vietnam specifically. But uh, no, nah, but the. So what do you think is important about where we're at in this transition period? What do you think is important for future generations to understand about cannabis and weed um, retail and weed development? Yeah, I think. um, Well, I think, you know, it's been I think that for it's but it's been if you want to compare it to like, uh, you know, prohibition of alcohol and then and then coming out of that, you know, right. Obviously, we know that that time was very bloody and, and, and there was a lot of but I think with with cannabis, though, we need to definitely highlight the sacrifices that people made to, you know, like I'm 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 about to turn 25 here and I'm I'm I, you know, you know, people, you know, people before me, right, like we had a way harder off than, you know, than, than you know, than I had it. And so I, I think we just in terms of honoring those people you know, honoring, you know, the sacrifices, you know, cause there's, I mean, motherfuckers took in like life, life, like life sentences over like a pound of weed, you know, like all types of, I mean, you know, and, and so that's, wait a, think, second, oh. wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. All right. So you're saying like, one of the things is, is people don't know the sacrifices. No, that- I, I'm saying people know that I'm saying though, we need to make sure that's one component too. We need to make sure that, you know, five, six, seven generations from now, they understand this, that, that we, like, I want to create, like, I don't know if it's the right word, I guess, primary documents. They're not like, somewhat, I guess it's, you know, content made in this time period. Yeah. And so I guess that's more of the history. So what, I, what I'm talking about with, I guess, honoring the people who came before us, I think that that's more so of a historical thing. I think though, what, what's going on right now is fascinating though, because right now we're seeing the clash of the culture and the corporations Yep. and you know what I mean? So that's which what is I think which is, is a classic yeah. American tale, right? Yes, absolutely. It's not yeah. just marijuana. It's yeah, almost exactly. anything you point at. At some mm-hmm. point, the people who are really doing it go up against big money, big court. That's right. You have to fight. fight. So is Atria and like Marlboro and all those kinds of companies, tobacco, big tobacco, are they trying to muscle in? Are they? Oh yeah, they already they're they're they've been invested for years. I mean, years at this point. I mean, um, wow. they're just been doing it kind of quietly. Um. You know, I'll, you know, they started up in Canada because that's where, you know, investment was easier to put money in because, you know, they, when they federally legalized it up in Canada, you know, it, it fucked up the whole investment game because, I mean, you know, motherfuckers were getting like, hundred, you know, like, like millions and millions of dollars worth of investment that they, you know, they probably didn't need, you know, so you see a lot of the big consumer goods or consumer, you know, um, like the like yeah the big tobacco big alcohol they all have started they're all they, they put a lot of their money up in canada but and then from there those companies like the canopy gross you know um canopy growth kind of rep- represents big alcohol um and then you know altria more so like chronos and a couple other companies they represent obviously big tobacco they've now started to kind of slowly make these kind of unofficial deals and these, these different like kind of strategic deals that are seeping down into uh, the States right now. Right. Um, and what's wrong? Why shouldn't, why shouldn't tell everyone why big corp shouldn't own outright all the money? Well, you know, in my opinion, the thing that there's, it's, it's, you know, I think that if we really got it, we got, we got to be like realistic about this where, you know, if we look at like, you know, like you said, this has happened before many times in other industries, but the thing that actually let me say this first. The thing that's really unique about this is that cannabis culture has been going on for so long, and now the legalization has just started. So it's like you're trying to fit like you're trying to like like the, the contrast is so heavy. So that's why this right. yeah this yeah, kind yeah. of grinding yeah. is going to be yeah. like this kind of con this this kind of friction is going to be much more yeah. so like like heated up compared to you know right. other industries yeah. where this is evolving. What, what's the contrast? In terms of them trying to fit, it's like trying to fit a circle into a square at this point. Yeah, but so cannabis culture, let's say, how does it not fit into legalized retail culture? How is it not? 
It does. It, does. it has to. It does. It yeah. does, it does. But it's just want, there's going to be some. Yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, you want you'd like to have some of the guys, the pioneers of the the current culture of what's going on, kind of have a part in it. And a lot of these guys are getting brought on by big money companies, and then kind of used and abused and spit out. And then yeah, because the you know so this big corporate money, they're kind of like cannabis culture vultures, if you will. Okay. That's, that's really, yep. I think, what is going on. So you're seeing a lot of that. And, you know, a lot of people of a certain age group know people personally who put that work in and gets it every time they go into a fucking dispensary that's like, you know, what did I post the other day? It's like somebody, I, I saw it. It's like when you go into a dispensary and it looks like a, a fucking seven, a, what did it say? Like, a, I don't know. Two right, store, right, whatever. Still, wait, 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 guys. I'm still having a little trouble understanding. This is what I'm, so far what I've gathered from this communication is, so you had people who took high risks or put in a lot of work to develop cannabis culture up to a certain point. At some point it was illegal, but these guys are true blue pioneers. They're authentic. Yep. Okay. And then once it becomes convenient, all of a sudden Big Corp comes in with a ton of cash and starts misusing or using these folks or aligning themselves with it, but really they're just driven by profit. Correct. And Big Alcohol specifically used to put tons of fucking money to counter people growing weed. I mean, they would spend big, big money to make sure weed was kind of stuffed under because it's going to affect alcohol sales. Because they don't yep. want they don't want anyone muscling in on the territory of legalized getting fucked up. Right. Correct. Okay. Yep. So I guess what I'm saying is that I, I'm having a hard time, though, getting a specific, like a, a, an, an idea or an image of what's at stake for the pioneers. Like, is there a good story where it's like, yeah, this guy – you know, had a farm, he paid everyone a living wage, it was a commune, they fucking shared women equally, and then they fucking build up this awesome thing, and they have a strain, and this strain is the purest of the purest, and it's called marijuana gold, and then all of a sudden, the guy's brother-in-law, who's an alcoholic, got bought out by Atria to hand over the strain. I mean, I want to hear what's at stake. Yeah, but it's not, so here, here's an example, this, is, this might be a little dark here but i think do that, go way dark please yeah because this will this and and i think this so there was a there was an article that came out like maybe a month or barely two months ago i think it was out of like mj biz whatever um but there's actually a when it comes to uh i need to like touch on this specifically i can't remember the exact numbers on this but there's a rise in these farmers these craft farmers i mean not you know, necessarily craft but like farmers that are committing suicide their cannabis because yep. they can't like takes away their living their living you know it's, yeah. it's and it's their identity it's their whole it's their whole world you dude, know what i mean and, and yeah one of my one of my best friends Go ahead. is really having you know i've seen him have some difficulties man and this guy was like when i say pine like he he is the people that we're talking about yeah and i've watched him struggle dude you, you understand like years ago like how they have hydro stores and shit like that people would take like different routes to go you wouldn't even look up anything like that on a computer like you know, fucking youtube videos on how to grow weed and like all this shit and yeah it's like you know people who did that and made their living when shit wasn't legal and you couldn't put a piece of paper up in your fucking grow room saying hey i can grow 30 plants or whatever those are the people that again are kind of pitched deals or some of them pitched themselves and some of them have landed in great and big companies and they're still doing their thing but a lot of people lost their livelihoods and that's kind of i think it's important that people know those stories especially like he's saying years down the road when marijuana is just everywhere like alcohol is now you want to have those same type of prohibition type stories of this industry okay so going back to your friend who's having a difficult time yeah okay give me exactly why he's having a difficult time say it so he well i want to bring him on the show but just uh just man to, if to you give do any example. more introductory clauses <laughs> hey, to the discussion i'm gonna go crazy hey, i'm trying to get you no, to get specific. what I, okay what i'm saying is he was he had a few partners okay good 
and he was borderline paranoid in terms of like how low key he wanted to be. Got it. But anybody and everybody was smoking his shit. Got it. And it was the best. Got it. And his partners kind of went more to a company, more of a, a public, um, they allowed themselves to be seen and still in this business when they were still gray area, the early days of dispensaries and companies and shit like that. Got it. He didn't. He stayed gorilla, if you will. Got it. To this day. And, you know, besides the fact that it's all the same work for something that you're getting about 30% of the money that you used to get. You're getting less money now. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting it. like Wait, 30% why? of the... Because at, there's fucking weed everywhere and everybody. When you got make something desires. illegal, when you make something, when the government makes something illegal, right? That, that, that. Right. It the black market makes strong. The, yeah, exactly. Because the supply is low, but the demand is still there. And, and when there's always demand and yeah. So that's the thing though. That's why I think drugs, everything, I mean, all drugs should be legalized in my opinion, because I mean, that's just really the, how you get to the heart of the issue. But, but, but going back to like, so like shorts, I think what's interesting, like what I always say though, too, is like, there needs to be a system or, or a, some sort of mechanism to help mesh the corporate and the culture because because low key those growers they kind of need they need like the, right, adapt the culture or die, needs the corporate man. yeah exactly right. but what happens though is because there's you know because there's maybe not the the right systems put in place or the, or, the, or there's not enough education for the grower when it comes to the business side, uh, then they, you know, they, they're, they're in, they get, you know, they're in shitty situations and, you know, because like I'm my whole, my whole mindset on this is like long, like, like I want to get as many of, of those types of people thriving into, you know, the, the long-term industry, the legal industry, right? Like that's, what's going to be, you know, that's here to stay. And so that's the whole thing though, is that, while we can completely say like, you know, fuck corporate cannabis. And I, you know, I mean, in, t in general, I personally cannot stand how much corporations run our world, our country in general. Like it's just pretty gross now, like just, in, you know, overall, not just with can within cannabis, but at the same time though, like, I guess, you know, these growers, the culture also needs, needs those, needs, needs the, you know, the corporate side in, in a sense of, how are we going to operate in this new industry and how are we going to be efficient with it? And, you know, it, it's, it's a complicated issue and there's going to be these, there's going to be, there's so many different, you know, scenarios that could happen, you know, um, but I it is inherently, it is. I think it is, I think it is yeah. really. And I think that where you were right when you said, when you mentioned burner's name, because if I don't necessarily know that anybody has it figured out, but if somebody's laying down a template of how it can be or opening up all the opportunities for cannabis, it's a company like Cookies and Burner. And I think 100%. I think there's so, like, when you hear of these, you need to invest in marijuana, you need to invest in cannabis, like, you're hearing all this, like, way late information. Those guys are hearing that. The guys that don't know anything and some of these corporate numbers, they hear that and then they see like this cookies model and everybody's running towards that to try and mimic this. Let me come up with a hot and then I'll have a clothing brand and this is like, it's crazy. Bro. Well, all yeah, right, there's okay, almost okay, not okay, enough okay, weed to all do right, that right, all. Right, right. Hold on yeah. a second. All that makes sense to me what I'm hearing. However, uh, this idea of creating a culture around the commerce, that's, that's, that's been around now. Lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. And Cookies is set up perfectly sort of integrating or developing their version of this. They're the leaders of that whole thing. Right. Know, but, I mean, the idea that we're going to have a lifestyle merch, there's extra and da, 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 along with, right? We're not just selling a product. We're selling an ethos, a lifestyle, a passion. Absolutely. But that, that type of marketing has been around. And I think that that every company's dealing with that right now. Right. But you're, but he, what he brought up in the where you were confused is you don't see the contrast. And that is that that's when you're introducing a new lifestyle. This lifestyle has been around for a long time. Oh, it just yeah. got the legal. authenticity. So then positioning and selling it back, selling it back to you. There's a huge contrast in that. So, 
the authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're going back to authenticity, which mm-hmm. is part of the driver for credibility and value in trying to create, quote unquote, a lifestyle around an, uh, 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 a product. Same way I talk about streetwear and what's happening in streetwear, right? right? And same way I talk right. about fucking blah, 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 blah. Right, exactly, right? right? This, mo- this podcast, it's not really right. just some informational fucking piece. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Philosophies, passions, ideas, personalities. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going back to all that and I'm thinking about it. And you know what I'm saying to myself right now? Just based on what we've talked about, I'm saying I want to know more about the authentic. I'm not getting enough information about the authentic people then. Who the fuck is that? Right. There's a, yeah. Right. And because you're not. And that's a perfect example of why Luke has this channel. Because exactly. people like you. Yeah. Aren't getting any of that information. And that's on purpose. It's being drowned out by other bullshit. Duh, so, of I'm island boy. I'm island boy. <laughs> right. Right. You're seeing so, that, right? So, so, right. so the authentic things oh, that. Let me say like from my experience, what I've experienced about authentic sure. quote unquote weed culture. Right. First thing was seeing my dad and his friends smoke weed, right? Because they were like hippies and or just baby boomer people, right? That's authentic. That's authentic, right? He used to tell me, we're smoking, call it camel. Because he knew I might be at school one day and be like, oh, my dad was smoking weed. You're like four years old, five years old. Call it camel. And so I would say smoking camel. Then it moved on. That's covering his ass. He was, bro. Yeah. That was a look. <laughs> this, when they ask you, is camel. Right, son? <laughs> right. Stick you right in your ribcage. What's the name of that again? <laughs> it's camel, dad. It's camel. It's camel. <laughs> exactly. And then, right, um, it would be also meeting my cousin's dealer late 80s. Right? Yes. Okay, now yes. this guy lived in a residential neighborhood right across from Sun Valley Mall, right? <laughs> Had a dog named Buddha. Fucking house was a mess, but had every video game and a mountain of weed. Stop right there. Go ahead. What did that guy have to do to be able to sell weed? He had to really fucking do a lot of shit, right? Yes. And now there's some kid his same age that mom and dad bought him a license for his store. And he sells weed. Okay. You don't have to worry about the guy. That motherfucker... Ain't no fucking real fucking weed dealer. And he needs to stand on who he is. I'm a new booty. I'm doing whatever it is. And he has to recognize, man, all the dudes that went to jail, took risks. He didn't have to go to jail. Just that guy, no matter what you think of him, he was in the game. I don't think he'd be negative about him. But right. So that, so go on with the story, but that's what I'm saying. Okay. So now it's, it's beginning clear. I'm just saying sometimes the specifics when we're talking about this seem lost. So it's hard to grab onto like, oh, okay, that's what we're talking about. So, uh, and then it would be, uh, you know, whatever friends that I had that were dealing or walking down Berkeley, right? I was going to school at UC Berkeley and there would be like weird fucking patchouli smelling dudes. Hard nuggets, hard nuggets, you know, like walking in. Okay. So all of that, including right. My cousin trying to grow his own plant and it's always dying. (laughs) All this bullshit. Right. So, okay. So now that makes sense, but I'm also seeing like, Oh man. So what I'm saying is, is like, so then your channel, Luke, is revealing and showing like the real people, the authentic folks that are that 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 are do that are doing it. Yes, in a sense. So the ones that are doing it that are because right now my kind of my main because I do I do I do multiple different like piece formats of content, but the main one that's every you know that that I've gotten by far the most traction on that I'm more the most passionate about is um this high design, you know, series where I highlight these people, I highlight the strategy that they've implemented because everyone has a different right throughout success. Right. And so that people that are in the, you know, that, that are still trapping right now that are all that they are, they can see those strategies and then maybe make their own route and, and hopefully they can make it, you know, to the legal side and, and, and thrive. So that's, you know, that's right. So I highlight the strategy there. Now I want to do. You I, do I, highlight I, the strategy, bro. I think yeah. that's why I like it. The way you lay it yeah. out is yeah. you kind of lay out who they are. Then you're laying out the perimeters, and you lay out like the way that like you do do that, bro. And that's yeah. what I think. Why I'm attracted to the way you storytell. I think the storytelling is is key, but the storytelling sets up then the strategy, and I think people really are interested in that because. Yes. It's yeah. not really being talked about in this kind of way. 
or it's the co- the combination of story because because the core component is storytelling, like storytelling. And I, I want to talk about why I think the storytelling is so key for the for the for the expansion of the of the of the culture, but the industry in general. But I also want to go back though, really quick to like one of the key components I think of cannabis culture. Obviously, one of the pillars, if not the the main frame or whatever you know, however you want to say it, it's the illegal aspect, right? It's the risk. It's the people that had so so yeah, the so the yeah. black market. I, that is a key component to it. Now it's not all of it, but it's a mm-hmm. key component to it. Um, now going, but and then I want to go back to so thing about cookies, right? Cookies is is the first. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're the ones that are bridging the gap between the corporate and the culture. And they're doing it because they're, because they're, they're a brand that comes from within the culture. And that's why they're so beloved. That's why I'm a, I'm a, you know, I I mean, dude, I'm like a, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a cookie boy. Like I like (laughs) there's a cookie cult, like, and I I'm definitely part of it, honestly, you know? Um, Okay. Wait, stop right there. Stop right there. So Steve, big Lux. Yes. Why is cookies a an authentic weed brand? Because Burner was as a young teenager trying to figure out. He was growing, hey, he trying packs. to figure out. Yeah, he was selling. He was trying to figure out genetics. He was in it and never stopped. Like and so he come and he went through all the illegalities and the driving up the humble and guns pointed and fucking going to fucking court and hiring attorney teams and fighting law class action and on all levels bro not just one all of them oh his whole he group fucking too exactly all of it. he brought his whole group with him too but like you know like there's a whole group of them right and then like, and then you look at then he but but you okay right luke and that would be in itself your entire body of work right right, right. Right? Right. Not talking about selling weed. I'm talking about every aspect. Then move over and at the same time simultaneously develop a fucking streetwear brand. The same time you're dropping albums that are getting going gold on YouTube. Like he's doing all that, bro. And staying 200 yards ahead of everybody. Right. That's like, and that's why he's beloved. Really? I think there's other guys, but I think that he's that shiny, golden boy he's the underdog he's the working class he's he doesn't fit your he's not tall dark and handsome i mean i mean he's he is tall dark and handsome but you know what i'm saying he's pretty, he doesn't fit your you know what i'm saying he's not your yeah, blue eye you know he's well like think about rapper, people like, can relate like, like, to him yeah 100 percent. like I, I i got so much respect for you when it comes to the he's real like how much yeah 100 and but how much uh how successful he's been in music mm-hmm. you know like he never, you know, no one ever really put him on in music, really. Like, no one, like, I mean, you know, like, he, the Bay Area, definitely. But, like, he's, like, 100%, like, you, you know, now all the rappers are coming to him. All that stuff's coming. You know what I mean? He's, like, about, he as, he's about as true, passionate as anybody, like, I've, I've met. Like, you know, like my partner, like my partner here, Jumahan, how he is about certain things he's passionate man like burners like that man about the projects he does like he's really passionate about the music he's really passionate about the music, and he's really passionate about the fucking apparel right like, he's a nerd on that shit he right really and i think that's why he's i think there is something to say about being the synergy of all three doing. of them has oh, allowed him to be able to get to the point now where where they're so big now that like every like you know they can't corporations can't ignore them. The, the corporation side can't ignore cookies anymore right like they right. can't they they you know and now there's this bridge now between the two now you know burn burner is in that in the sense where and then he also then you know he all these different collabs with you know like 
you know, shout out to Sea Junkie Compound. You know, like there's the growers. Yeah, well, you know right? what I want to wait, wait. I'm gonna interrupt you one second, but just tell me if I'm wrong about this or not, Luke. Let's say this. Mm-hmm. It's usually the guy that kicks down the door that usually gets run over and never gets the credit. It's usually the right. guy that are two or three back that really right. Tesla. Because everybody understands that, right? Tesla. Burner's not that guy. Right. He's actually. Not only the guy that is kicking it open, yeah. he's sitting there reaping all the rewards from kicking it open. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Luke. Hundred percent. Well, like, yeah, like first person over the hill gets shot, right? The first man over the hill gets, you know, like one hundred percent. And you know, it's you know, I I think though, I think people seeing the like understanding the story of Bernard, where he comes from, you know, a lot of the like the cult, so many people in the culture identify with that and are like, wow, like you know. This this dude from the Bay, you know. Where's where in the Bay is Burner actually from? Frisco, San Francisco for sure. Not like Vallejo, yeah. uh, not like Walnut Creek, like Daly City, Yeah, yeah. What street? Uh, I, 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 I street? Uh, was he on Hate Street? <laughs> Market? No, not Hate Street. It's uh, Mission, not Barcadero. Mission. Presidio. He was at the Presidio. Rainbow? No, not Rain. No, it's like Mission. <laughs> no, he's from San Francisco. No, yeah, he's 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 from San Francisco, and Arizona. Um, oh, Arizona, Tucson. Oh, he, Shout he out went Tucson. There. He went there for like a little bit, um, <laughs> I think, and then he came back. I did, the, yeah. I, that's what I, I learned all about 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 his history when it when it. Um, Just what that yeah, guy he, that guy did for packaging in the in the industry. Absolutely. I mean, it's those bags and those. You know what drives the, me? The stuff wasn't around before. You know what drives me nuts about Burner's innovation on packaging because it's clear. Yeah. When we walked in and looked at it, real clean, real intentional, and hitting a certain vibe, right? When you name shit cookies and name it after cereal, you know exactly what you're doing, right? The whole feeling. Dude. Right. Yeah. Everyone now acts like it's so obvious. Right. Do you know what I mean? Everybody else is like, oh, yeah, of course. Let me call it cookies. They'll fucking put it in this, the thing, and it looks clean, of course. But they weren't doing that before he did it. But oh. don't, but, 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 but think about it, Chumahan. Go ahead. I'll think about it, goddammit. <laughs> You would think somebody would be thoroughly exhausted in just dealing with the last fucking 15 years of the legalities. They would raid the stores, then let them open, then couldn't, then pull a license and hold up. You would be so exhausted from the rigmarole of the laws just through your cannabis. How could you do anything else? And you would think by the time you get there and you're successful, you're kind of like, I'm cool. I open the store. I'm done. I'm gonna sit back and enjoy. I've been fucking no smooth sailing from here, right? And see, that's the total like everything you think he's doing the opposite of, man. It's really like yeah, but you know what, man? This is that now. That to me is exciting because everybody who looks up to that thinks they're that. Yes, and then they don't realize they're a follower, and they're not even in that space because to be that, you don't care about the shit that. A lot of the people that are looking up to that care about you pass that. You don't even pay attention to that. You're you fucking. Also, yeah. You're you valued. Also be a sick fuck with the work ethic, like like, right. like I know, yeah, like, you're kind you, of a psycho with the work ethic. Look, I'm a little look. bit of a psycho myself with the work ethic, but uh-huh. like you have to be a real psycho, uh-huh. like a sick fuck, to be able to put go through that shit. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That much uh-huh. work. You know yeah, but I mean? check it out. <laughs> it's not you don't when you're at that level you don't consider it a work ethic. You're not thinking about work ethic. You're not like, oh, it's my just what you do. It's just what you fucking do and what yeah. you're committed to. Yeah. And exploring what's possible. Yes. Right? Like, what yeah. is possible? Right. I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. The yeah. minute you're like, oh, I got a good work ethic, you're already in the working class mentality. Because you're not yeah. no longer doing it for like the obvious reasons what most people are. Right. It's something way deeper. And I think that's, I think that resonates to Luke too through his brand. That it, yep. he's able to run around with the bag and the Rolex, but everybody knows that that's really not what he's after. You know what I'm saying? Right. He almost plays the game along just to play it. Right. He's way, you know. He could flex so hard on these fucking rat. Like he, 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 he could. And he doesn't. He definitely yeah. could, but yeah, he, he kind of tampers it down a little bit. Yeah. Like, like tampers. So. Oh, I like but that. I wanna, but, vernacular. But, good vernacular. Yes, there. yes, tampers. Luke. Yes, Luke. But Schwartz, um, yeah. I think, I think you're spot on too with like. When it comes to like, I, like there's kind of the front side and the back side of, of cannabis in general. The front side being the brand, packaging is the key, like a key component of that, right? The the marketing of it, like he is like 100 percent 
the 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 revolutionary like like absolutely changed the game in, in in that sense and then then there's like a whole i mean there's there's so many of the people on the backside of like the the legends and growing and the cultivation side but the thing about it though is that the backside the, those growers they need to come out through the front side and that right. front side was created by burner for sure yeah. and so yeah. so so let's talk about it because i hear about all this shit Hey, I hear a strain this and a strain that, and this is the fucking, you know, this is the PYFC strain and all this stuff, right. and I really don't really know what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So We're what? Here to help you today. Thank you, yeah. please. God damn it. Yeah. So what is going on with development of strains in agriculture, the growing side of marijuana? Yes, please Exciting talk stuff, to me. Man. Really? Yeah. Is it true they're using stem cells to make new versions of weed? No, they're doing. I mean, these huge. <laughs> Um, the crossing of strains and creation of strains by getting different, doing these pheno hunts, like all these different companies are taking one strain, planting 2000 plants and going to pick specific plants that offer things that they want to join with another strain to make this hybrid shit. It's led to a lot of water, in my opinion, a lot of watered down stuff, but it's, it, it is exciting and some companies are doing it right. Um, and you know, so I fuck is with there, those. Is there, is is, I love when I start hearing weed people talk about that. Like what, when you start hearing them go like, well, actually I feel like some things have been watered down and now you're starting to sound, sounds like a, like one of those wine connoisseurs, right? Where you're like, oh, and they got a taste and is there such a thing as weed tasting? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about weed snobs, though. Oh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. a I'm a card carrying fucking weed snob. Always <laughs> have been. So how, Always fucking have been. Straight up. Explain. When I was 16 years old, I took a fucking test in a high times, like a middle or a back <laughs> of a high times. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, bro, no bullshit. I used to rock with like two fucking jars with me, right? Like if somebody asked me to smoke weed, they would get one jar, and if they didn't ask, I'd open like my personal jar. So you had your own special stash. Oh, yeah, you yeah, weren't gonna bro. give any of these regular fucking meatheads like the taste of the good stuff. Uh, yeah, bro. It was just it was different, man. How are you walking around with jars of weed in your pocket, bro? You know what? That was so much fun, man. Carrying around like glass jars with cork tops. Like I'd walk in <laughs> the mason, different... the mason jars. No, 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 <laughs> dude. Back in the day, hand blown glass fucking glass jars with cork tops. I don't even know if you've seen those jars out <laughs> nowadays. Dude, let me tell you, go into a fucking, uh, <laughs> go into like a strip club or some shit, go get a fucking, <laughs> sit with some chick and just crack your jar open, just fucking be like, oh, yeah, it was, yeah. We had, dude, yeah, anyways. I love that. There were fun days. I, love, day, I love listening to short. I thought this guy was older. When he said 25, I'm thinking like, all right, this guy's talking like, no, kind of like I look like I know. 30. Honestly, bro, by the time I'm 60, bro, I'm going to look like a brick shit house for sure. Dude, dude, dude. the way shorts, I love shorts is like, oh, mason jar, you want to ruin weed, go ahead. No, 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 mason no, no, no. Jar, no. I had a cork top hand blown glass, all about, Venetian glass. It's all about the home, the home Depot Elmer's buckets. If you know what's up with that, then you know what's, what's up. What's up with that, bro? The home, that's that's Explain what it. we would, that's what we oh, would I store. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what we, they would get stored. So you'd have like just buckets fucking everywhere, man. And that was. Yeah. I used to. Fun used days, to put, bro. I used to put like uh, when I was like in high school, like for I think it was like my freshman, fresh sophomore year or whatever. Didn't bring any of like didn't bring any of my fucking, you know, school supply, you know, like books or anything <laughs> like that. I just I'd have I'd have two half fun. half pound fucking, uh, you know, uh, glass jars. Nice. And then a little bit of just so they don't click around. So I would just I would come in with that. And, did you ever yeah. did you ever trade weed for a good grade in a class, Luke? Dude, I traded weed for everything, man. I used to. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to trade with. I used to trade weed for everything, bro. It was wild. Like, yeah, no, I used to because because I because I want, you know, I figured out, you know, I found the plugs that were, you know, I and buy in bulk and stuff. And so I just. I'd flood the markets, you know, the market that I, that I was in. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I would trade, I trade, I trade people for anything, dude. And I would be literally paying like maybe like one fifth of what it was actually worth or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yep. are you still, are you, do you like along with media, Luke, do you still, uh, so we, are you still in, you know, growing or any like that? Yeah. So I do home, I do some, I got some home growth with me and my brother. Um, I want to start to kind of get a little bit, I want to get into 
uh, reading and you can start to get more into the genetic side because it's more, you know, it's. So where is I, that? Yeah, like I, I think that it's much more accessible in terms of it's lower barrier to entry. Like the by the way, the homegrown market is about to go crazy, and it already is. But like, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a. I think you're right. I think you're. I think you're go right. Crazy. I think you're right about that. Every because yeah. think about it. You know how much more accessible it is than brewing some alcohol. You know, it's like so much more. You yeah. put a plant. You're like it, growing weed is, and it also is just such a like. You know, every 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 springer. You know, uh, I'll I'll get a bunch of clones and I'll give them out to you know my you know different family members or people I know and like, you know, the process of growing your own, but you know it it is a magical process that I truly think you know everyone should you know try out because first of all it's a great way to like normalize it for people that maybe are against you know we're against weed because they realize oh this is just a fucking plant why was I, why was I tripping on this? This is a plant, like this is a regular old plant. Also it's comb grow is so super important because first of all, it, it creates, you know, it, 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 it fosters creativity. That's how we're going to get the crazy strains. So we're going to get the crazy growers. That's like part of the farm system of how we can get these, you know, that, that infrastructure, but also, you know, the, you know, big pharma hates the idea of home grow, right? Because, you know, if, you know, if they're going to, if, if, if big farmer is going to keep, you know, fucking us on this shit or they're not going to, you know, they're going to try to do, you know, that, yeah, well, Hey, yeah, we can go yeah. grow our own plant in our own backyard yeah. and be, so you yeah. know, so homegrown is about to go crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to be a, I want to, you know, be a part of that, um, in terms of, um, you know, the economy of that. Are think- they, is there, is there a going to be at some point like a federal holiday for marijuana? <laughs> like, is there going to be a national weed day? 420 I mean, there should be but i don't i mean there's 420 right but the official holiday i don't i don't know we'll have to see hey steve can you give us any clarity uh because we've been hearing a lot of rumors uh is burner actually in the works to create a weed-based cryptocurrency is that happening anytime I, soon i don't you know i think that there's i think that that's going on in a couple places. I think that's already starting right. to be. Right. Hey, Luke, let me let me roll it back to your content on your channel. I yeah. wanted to ask about your videos. You were talking about how you had a, stri- a specific format that you are revealing the strategies of sort of these unsung heroes that you're making videos about. Can you summarize like maybe one of these guys that you've done a, um, a video about and tell us kind of like walk us through the video and, and what, the, what kind yeah. of content we expect on your channel? So I want to say too, so, you know, unsung heroes, like I want to start to do more and more of that content about the people that aren't really necessarily known. I want to start to develop that content a lot more, but a lot of the people that I've been focusing on are the people that have really, you know, reached major success. And I do that because that's the, you know, I want to be able to highlight the strategies so that people can take those strategies and potentially put them into their own plan and, and then reach success. So I just want to say that caveat right there. Um, but I guess, so going back to, you know, some of those, so, it, so I, so I did, the, I started this, this series about 11 months ago. I started with the one with burner. Um, I just, you know, I just made this, you know, I just analyzed it from what I, what I knew about him, what I, what I, what I found out about him on the internet. Um, and so that one's, you know, I want to redo that episode, honestly, because I know so much more now. And I think that, you know, um, there's a lot more I could add to that, but, um, you know, so, so, okay, wait, wait, wait. so how does it start? How does the burner one start? What do you start with? What's the intro? So intro is, you know, it's the intro of starting, like, you know, it establishes the premise of burner cookies like it's a cookies cult it's this major amounts of success so it establishes the the, the what it is it, it is now and then the rest of it is so then so so yeah it starts that part and then it goes into the storytelling of of how burner you know has come up and then it gets into the strategy that then explains the the beginning the, the beginning premise of it like you know of that you know showcasing that okay and how long how long hold on one second how long how long would that episode be in terms of minutes so that one's 20 minutes. Um, All right. I'm going to, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm, I want to, I want to redo, um, or I want to do another version of it because I just know so much more now. All I right. Know, 
<laughs> so much more, right? And then so let me just walk through all the episodes, I guess, and just name all the people sure. and stuff. There's only five of them, so it'll be really quick. Okay. So and then so the the second one was the Jungle Boys. Um, was I you know Ivan and the Jungle Boys, yeah. and that one was kind of so I created a whole documentary right by myself, you know, and I put out a trailer, and you know, the trailer the Jungle Boys saw that Ivan reached out to me. He's like, hey. Like, I like what you're doing. Like, Hey, let's have a, let's, let's talk about this first. Let, let me, uh, let me tell you my story. So we ended up, you know, he actually, I, I've interviewed him, you know, like four or five different times. Um, and you know, he told me his whole story and that one's 36 minutes. And that one has been the most, um, popular in the sense of, because I like understood cause, cause, cause I got it have access to Ivan and the stories that he was telling me, I mean, they were just nuts. Right. And so that, yeah, that one's nuts. The jungle, yeah. The jungle was one's nuts. See, cause the thing about the burner one is that I didn't have access to those stories cause I didn't get to you know, talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the key component to, to the storytelling of it really. Um, you know, so, wait, then, wait, so, yeah. so, so for between like, for instance, the jungle boys, what's their design just in a, in a one sentence? Like what was their, what was their strategy? True OG cultivators. Awesome. Okay. They're the pinnacles, the pinnacles of their, yeah, they're, they're definitely in that, you know, like, and they also, they also understood the branding, the branding side too of it, you know, um, and, and you know, but when it comes to their just expertise in cultivation, I mean, you know, they're, they're top tier. So where do people go to see the work that, uh, Luke is doing? You go on YouTube and you can just type up LMC. Right? LMC, LMC stands for what? My initials or it's, uh, let's make creations. Um, and you have a new one coming out which next is? month, which is, yes. Tell Nipsey. us about Nipsey hustle. Yes. Yeah. This was, this was, Yes, R.I.P. Nip. Um, so this is a sub-series. It's called High Design Music. Um, and, you know, I'm starting to, you know, my, my, my focus for sure is always going to be on cannabis, you know, um, for the foreseeable future until, you know, we, you know, we tell all those, you know, that, that'll always be there. That'll be the core of it. But I also want to highlight entrepreneurship in general. And Nipsey, for me personally, you know, you know, he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. And I think, I mean, you know, it's, it's so, it was, it's so sad that, you know, that, 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 you know, we, we lost him, but he honestly was on track to be a better entrepreneur than Jay-Z, like in terms of like, like, you know what I mean? In terms of just, and, and, and so I'm going to highlight his entrepreneurial brilliance, right. And, and also all the, the, you know, he's somebody that actually, you know, he cared about the community, right? He, right. That he, would represent exa- that he, Nipsey would symbolize precisely somebody who was authentic, really from the culture, starting to break through into quote unquote legitimate business culture. Right. Yeah. 100%. Got it. 100%. Yeah. And, and maintaining um, his stake in that. It not so, and, and, and big luck to say that multiple times, right? You know, he made certain decisions and he was committed to certain things and, and yep. he didn't apologize for that. Hey, what do you, were you, did you go to like journalism school or did you go to write? Well, how'd you, where'd you uh, learn to write? Like, are you writing this stuff, man? Do you write this stuff? Yeah, because- so I have, I have, so there's been a couple, couple of my homies that I grew up with that, you know, like one, one of my, shout out to my boy Jackson, by the way. Um, he used to, I used to, you know, travel with him back in the day. We used to make trips down to the airport and drop off all this shit when everyone used to fly in because that was back in the medical days. And then randomly, yeah, and he 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 was uh, ended up becoming a, he ended up getting a major in writing. Uh, I was uh, I was in college for a little bit. I was a, I was a history major, and then I, I dropped out because I think college, is, for the most part, is uh, kind of a complete scam. But that's just me, though. I don't know. College is important, though, but it's also getting more of a I don't know. But, so you do. So you don't have a degree in writing. You took a little no, bit. I, of writing. I degree, yeah. okay. No, I just adapted, dude. I adapted the situation. You know, I went in. You know, if you were to ask me like four or five, like let's say four years ago, oh, you're gonna be a YouTuber, I would have fucking laughed at you. I'd have been like, <laughs> what? Because I'm like still, you know, I still got like six cars. I'm still trapping like all this. You know what I mean? And like, hmm. you know, I'm the op. You know, and like, you know, but you know, 
I feel like like most travelers, like they kind of they have they fall off a cliff. Whether you know, there's different routes to that. Whether they go to jail or whether they you know they lose all their, you know all that, right? And yeah. I mean, I literally grew up with like, I mean, I have terrible money skills. I have, you know, I had a lot of terrible habits I developed throughout high, you know, throughout you know high school, middle school, really, because I because I had this perception, uh, you know, you know, I've talked about this, you know, I think the biggest, I think people don't understand that the drug dealer or the, whatever you want to call it they are an addict as well they're yeah, actually they're up, addicted to like four to five different things they're addicted to the money they're addicted to the, the the success they're addicted they're, they're addicted to a lot of things anyway yeah but um you know you gotta All taper right. off just like any other drug so uh they can go to you so you have you have yeah. the media and you have both channels on on instagram where give us the give our listeners the rundown so that they yeah. can find this um so they can watch some of your some of your stuff Absolutely. So you can go on to YouTube, type up, just, just type in the search bar LMC. I'll pop up right away. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And then you can go on Instagram, uh, LMC.media or high.x.design. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Right. Awesome. Very cool, awesome. man, bro. Awesome. awesome. So I, I, I appreciate you breaking it down for us today. Kind of yeah. giving us a little bit of. Uh, I appreciate the conversation. Uh, this was a dope conversation. Yeah, man. It legit, literally was a dope conversation. <laughs> what, everything that you're, uh, that you're kind of developing on, and um, and it's growing, and I'm excited for you, bro. I I just think you're onto some good content, man. And uh, please, kudos and continue. Right. Absolutely. Hey, thank, thank, thank you, big homie. I I appreciate that. You were you were one of those, you know people telling me like you know early like i see what you're doing i believe in you and like so i i always am very grateful for that man yeah you know, brother you have any do you have anybody you need to shout out yeah. while you're on baby mama um no i want to i just shout out no shout out to y'all man uh thank you guys for me oh this was a great conversation um i want to say shout out to shout out to the culture shout out to all the aspiring entrepreneurs whether you're in cannabis or in anywhere just you know just keep Keep hustling, keep going, don't give up, and don't be afraid to look stupid. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. You know. That's yeah. it, Luke. That's it. Shumon, what you got? Ivana Bone LLP, <clears throat> my law firm, right? I'm the head motherfucking lawyer. I run it all. My wife's my partner, and we got a bunch of employees. We will fucking help you out. We will support the weed community. We're starting a group called Weed the People. It's a new constitution written on hemp paper. Mm. It's about marijuana. Weed <laughs> the people. Mm. Uh, and I uh, just want to say thank you, Luke. Thank you, Big Lux, for picking this out. Yeah. Shorts, thanks for coming yeah. in. We need to dig more into your weed past, my friend. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah you got 100 elbows coming down from Canada? I don't even know what an elbow is. My oh, movie. Here we go. That was Monday fun days. Mm. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Mm. That's Anyways. what I got. Hey, shout out. So I heard. Shout out to you. Yeah, yeah. Go, shout, go, oh, go, 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 oh go, go, go. shit, man. You know, anyway, just shout out to my wife. <laughs> shout out to my mom. You know, your wife's right. You don't listen, motherfucker. Shout out to these motherfuckers right here, <laughs> yeah, too. Your right. wife's right. You so, don't listen. Yeah, well, you know. All right, go Sean at movemental.media. You know what it is. Right. Obluewise.net. Ah, you want pictures of sure. uh, Melania Trump. Cool jewels. <laughs> All right, brother. Luke, again, thank Luke. you. High design. Talk to you a little bit later. Thank you very much. We're out of here. Hasta la vista from the Hard Luck Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.